some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a... Undying favorite. Undying favorite, rotted favorite. Infested favorite. Infested favorite, deflected favorite. <laughs> Some kind of favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is a special episode. It is our Sekiro First Impressions episode. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, this is going out to everybody. Yeah, yeah, everybody gets to hear this because Bonfireside Chat is back in case you miss the word, baby. Yeah. Um, and we're starting our coverage of the new FromSoft game that is like definitively not a Souls-like um, <laughs> now that we have had our hands on it and stuff. Um, before we get into this first impressions episode, we'll lay out a spoiler policy because not everybody has the game. Right. Um, in case you have not played it, um, we will in this first episode, we're going to talk about just kind of initial impressions and mechanics. Um, no real specifics about the plot but maybe first impressions of the plot Mm -hmm. um you know so so opinions and thinking of the plot but not what happens in that actual plot right uh likely but everything will be very light Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah we're just kind of laying out first impressions so to give us time to make some progress before we start covering it and figuring out exactly how we want to cover it because we'll we'll get into that i think that's going to pose a little bit of a, a challenge yes um as we'll talk about because of how you know exactly how not a souls like Sekiro is right. We should have believed them. Uh, we should have believed. Well, I believe them. <laughs> right. I, I, this is me sitting back and being like, nyan, nyan. <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh, this, you know, they keep saying it's not a souls like guys. You saying it's not a souls like, yeah. but it's still being treated exactly like a souls like in a really weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, it is a Tenchu like, yeah. Um, and so this is weird for me because I have not played, uh, a Tenchu game that was not on the PS one. Mm-hmm. So I've not played, you know, I know that from code developer developed one of those 360 era, uh, Tenchu games, never touched that really. So I'm coming into this, uh, with very little bearing. I think if we reduce the resolution by about four times, um, it might actually, uh, be, be more familiar to me in that, in that respect. Yeah. I, I've not played a lot of the late Tenchos, Tenchus either. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so the, Boy, like it's where to start. So like the um I feel like Sekiro is very modal. No. Um, in terms of it being very broken up into stage play and boss play. Mm-hmm. And stage play feels very tenchu, even like PS1 tenchu mm. to me. Um, it's like a similar kind of stealth. Um, there's like a real similar access, like uh emphasis on like verticality, yeah, and uh getting the drop on your opponents and stuff God. like that. And I keep on forgetting that. I keep on forgetting okay. that I can just go over. <laughs> you can always go like you're encouraged to. It's like thinking of this as a as a Soulsborne game. It'd be the weirdest Soulsborne game in the world because <laughs> the stages you are, don't make sense. In, in the stages that. don't make sense for that, but they yeah. do totally make sense for just bypassing everything. Right. <laughs> like you can bypass and or one shot everything up until you get to bosses where it becomes this totally different type of game. Mm-hmm. And like to me, like it when it's not and it is uh, the type of game it becomes in boss fights is a lot closer to Soulsborne, mm-hmm. and to me works worse like i'm struggling like I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if i like this this game like there are plenty of things i like about it yeah yeah i don't know i don't know where you're at like we should we should have that discussion in like kind of vague terms but like i'm getting very frustrated faster than i have with any souls born and i know it's not a souls born but that's what i have to compare it to you right and, right you know and we're doing and, this on bonfire side like, a, so like, a little bit of the feel is there you know it's third person it's lock on like you, yeah. can, you can see how like how they got to this from there right and i think yes. that that is probably confounding a lot of the analysis i mean like i just said i i keep on forgetting that i am not landlocked right yeah yeah being able to jump did you know you can swim um that i just learned that today and that freaked me yep. the fuck out yep you <laughs> fell in the water and it's like oh shit like you can swim also there's no um, fall damage which is weird and if you fall off is. of a bottomless cliff is there okay yeah but it, it's it's extremely rare it's like six stories or something <laughs> like it's really weird yeah um but no. yeah you don't have to worry about fall damage like it has that verticality to it which mm-hmm. is really nice yeah um 
it's a uh, so let's yeah let's um well i mean let, let's talk about how much we've done because you know for people yeah, who might be listening at. to this after the fact you know we did not get early access to this game um you know both of us got it i think on launch night or launch morning um mm-hmm. and it is the saturday so it is saturday the 23rd after the release day of friday the 22nd yep i'm looking at my gamestop pre-order letter opener because gamers love letters uh-huh there's always getting letters <laughs> yeah um yeah i do not uh and it just looks like a samurai sword uh yeah uh, i have not opened it <laughs> and it also it is the uh, uh so I, i've opened mine it is the dullest knife i've ever seen it, mm. it is a it is a block of plastic okay, that's <laughs> it great. is very funny that they call it a letter opener yeah it is it's something to mingle envelopes after you've already opened them with your fingers yes <laughs> like it, it is a stiff piece of plastic that can crumple paper <laughs> yeah um twice twice the um so that's that's where we're at where are you at in the game without spoiling specifics like how many mini bosses how many bosses how many areas generally so i right before we started recording i am at what i feel like is the boss of the undead berg area okay um so the uh i i, I am at the end of i mean an area name is probably fine i'm at the yep. end of the uh the, the like the ashina outskirts okay yeah is there a title card or i mean rather is there a fog door no there is no fog door okay so i think that is technically and i'm not saying this to minimize that is there this game is very weird with bosses Mm -hmm. i think that's a mini boss okay but the the line is super blurred yeah yeah sometimes like mini bosses feel like black knight style encounters sometimes they feel like uh what i think you're at yeah and then there are definitive like named bosses okay so i haven't done any of those arenas and stuff yeah yeah, um, and and I had a stopover in a very weird area that is disconnected from the rest of the world in yes. uh, in a in quite a strange way. Um, yes. So I'm very early on, and I think that I am also having uh, some frustrations with this. I'm kind of internally in, in, in terms of my outlook. I'm not characterizing them as frustrations. I think it's growing pains um, mm-hmm. as I'm trying to learn to meet the game on its terms, but. I have not put an awful lot of time into the game. I think I put like a, like five and a half hours in because when I play and I get frustrated, I put it down and go do something else. That is so smart. Yeah. That is so <laughs> admirable because I don't do that. And I totally should because yeah, it, it, it's just, making me really cranky. Yeah. But I, and, I, and my, and my outlook is like, okay, I've got the luxury for every past major souls release. I had a day job. Now I have a luxury where I do not have to chug a lug this entire thing before we were, before we record the episode so i have the luxury of time i have the luxury of flexibility in when i'm going to play it and i am going to flex that so that's kind I, of where i'm at like the the thing the reason why i don't i don't feel in a rush because of the job or anything the reason why i keep so it, like i said I, I feel like this game is very weirdly bisected into those two parts and i'm enjoying the boss fights a lot less yeah than the stages i don't i haven't found any i really like which well, is pretty damning because i've fought like five mini bosses and two two capital b bosses mm-hmm. um, only bosses. one of the capital b bosses I, i've beat the bosses mm. two boss babies and then uh just a, a handful of boss infants <laughs> that boss embryos yeah. um the uh and i don't i haven't like there have been ones that i think are fine you know and i like figure them out and they're okay but i haven't had any where i'm like i like this this is awesome yeah, yeah that hasn't happened yet and the one i got into that i thought that was true of has a second phase that's pure bullshit mm. so yeah. so from still on that but the reason why I'm pushing through is not because of like a pressure because of the job, but because I want to get to the stages, which I think are really fun. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Like I love uh, the stealth and moving around and killing stuff in this. It just all melts away when they want you to do this like exceedingly technical boss fight. Yeah. Stuff. And it's, you know, really frustrating to me because like one of the things like I was talking on, on this to, on Twitter I'm um, talking to Bonfires. I chat a lot with Richard Pilmium. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like reminded me like the the interview stuff and the pre-release stuff where this was like, you'll kill your enemies ingeniously. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's only true when I'm in stages and can have all these different avenues of approach. It has not been true of bosses. Yeah. Like at all. They've just kind of been, you know, fairly traditional from soft bosses, but late from soft with like multiple phases, a lot of like delayed hits, mm-hmm. um, a really, really wide panoply of moves. To kind of learn. Yeah. Um, and that is compounded by the the Sekiro thing of, I think I mischaracterized this when we talked about it before, as like being multiple parries. There are multiple parries, but there are attacks that are unparryable. Yes. That have that like little glowing, like 
you know, word in Japanese that pops up that I can't read. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like trying to tell you which word or what type of attack is coming. Mm. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? So, like, yeah, I've definitely seen that symbol. I've I, no tutorial has popped up saying that there are different ones of those. I think that that is literally just them saying, don't even try to deflect this. Like, well, this, this is a dodge. There are. Um, so it's not just a dodge. There is there is a little tutorial window that pops up the first time you do that. But if you just dismiss it, it goes away. Mm-hmm. It's there's three different types of those. There's ones that's a, a dodge, one that's a jump and one that is a um, like a parry like a danger attack that has to be parried that can't be dodged. Oh, I think. Huh. So there are three different, there's regular attacks like you can either dodge or parry mm-hmm. like normal. And then there's those three special attacks. Um, and they, they are different. The one that the jump one gets me 99 times out of hundred. Mm-hmm. Like I can never spot that. Um, and it just, I just wonder like, you know, doing these kind of like very complicated, complicated technical duels with that. Um, I just like, feels like a bridge too far right now. And I understand that's the kind of thing, like you said, like growing pains, like at some point I might be like, hell yeah. Like it's awesome that they, they varied that up and Mm -hmm. they made the, the, that so tricky initially. But to me, like in none of those fights, I haven't felt like, Oh, this would be too easy if I could just parry. Yeah. You know, like parrying is already pretty hard. Yeah. You know, I think like, it's not, it's not the, the, it's not the most difficult thing in the world, but it's not like super easy. Mm-hmm. It's still risky. Like you still are like risking taking damage to do yeah. it. It still feels but really be, good when you pull it off. Totally. Yeah. Like it still feels really, really good. Another thing with this, with pairing too, that is like a really big difference I'm getting used to is that like pairing doesn't do anything to the enemy necessarily. No, no. Like regular <laughs> enemies it does, but bosses just keep going. Right. They get to parry them a bunch of times and like. Yeah. One of the things they introduce are bosses that um, the stamina damage you do to them, it regenerates super quickly until you hurt them a lot. Mm-hmm. So it becomes like a boss that it's almost like a third phase where like the first phase, regardless of how you take them down, is taking down their HP enough to where their stamina will actually right, damage right. stick. No. And it, it just, you know, uh, it is and ever. So everyone on Twitter, like I've been talking about this, everyone keeps saying like you get past this opening hump, the game opens up and it like you cruise. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it just becomes, it hits like a really sweet curve. It feels really good. Like you're getting upgrades, you're getting more verbs. Like it becomes, but it's really weird to me that they decided to make the beginning of this game quite this harsh. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of reserving judgment and I'm trying not to close myself off to it because I remember what the first, you know, what the opening hour, hours of dark souls felt like to me. Totally. But yeah. I mean, do you remember what the first opening hours of like Dark Souls 2 or Dark Souls 3 or Bloodborne? Or those, were, those were like? so similar to to to, to Dark Souls. <laughs> but, but not but if you'd already like for me, at least like when I did those ones after I'd done Dark Souls, mm-hmm. like because I felt like I kind of understood it, mm-hmm. you know, so they were not nearly like it didn't take me, you know, like it didn't if it was eight hours in the Undead Bird, it, Berg, it didn't take me eight hours in the Forest of Fallen Giants. Right, right. I guess when I say you it's know? really similar, I think I think that um, it makes sense that I'm kind of back to that starting, back to that beginner's mind or beginner's state. Yeah. Because this is so different, right? It, you know? it, yeah. I, I can, that's the, that's the charitable way. Part of me feels like, especially since it gets past that, that thing, and it sounds like it's not just player skill mm-hmm. that's like setting that cruising altitude. It's yeah. like an increased number of options and upgrades. Right. That does that. It feels very like weird to me. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, and it's not like it is literally, I just keep going back and forth between being stuck between. So I'm in those two realms that you talked about. Like mm-hmm. I haven't opened up either of them and just getting stuck between two bosses, like one in mm-hmm. one area, one in another one. And then I manage to beat one and I just get to the next one. And I'm just stuck on it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just going down really rough, and it's it's frustrating because the the stage sections are just like singing for me. Oh, I mean, the, like, the, the 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 stages are fantastic, and I love how I love how short and brutal the battles with regular enemies are. Yeah, yeah, they're really fun. Yeah, like yeah, I adore it. Like it's it's really really good. You can if you know if you uh, it's doing stuff that you've never been able to do in Souls, which is mm-hmm. like if you fuck up, like you can regroup. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can you can retreat and regroup and try again. Um, oh, this guy is very, very tough. Like I can you know, it doesn't feel like in Souls games where you cheese it. Like in that mm-hmm. situation, you might come back and use arrows or something. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really have that option, but you can take another approach mm-hmm. in these situations. And it's just not true of bosses. Like, yeah, it's a really weird bisection of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I think is um, a really unfortunate kind of habit 
uh, of the game and, and in vague terms that I can say that like and there are tons of things I like about it I'm just getting these things that are really fresh and like right, making right. my blood boil out of the way <laughs> is that a bunch of the encounters feel uh and not just feel like there are there's like quantifiable bits to this um feel like they are uh designed to be really really satisfying and good if you land them the first time yeah so like the mini boss you're on isn't the biggest example of this, but there's a mini boss in the second area you're at, which mm-hmm. is to me and, and nobody else online seems to be having a problem with this guy or had a problem with this guy, but, but I did, but it, it'll be a mini boss and he's surrounded by like six, you know, five or six ads. Yeah. And when you first get to that mini boss, you go through and you use the stealth mechanics and you clear out the ads before you fight the boss. Mm-hmm. It's like super cool. Like you're stalking around, you fight them <laughs> and then you fight the boss and you've never fought that boss before and you're right. learning them and they kill you. And then it's like, well, now I'm going to go methodically clear out those same six or seven dudes because I can't fight them all at once. Like the game does not feel built for fighting multiple opponents. Give me the I get it button, please. Give me the I get it button or make the ads not respawn. Yeah. You know, like you wouldn't even have to make that like the boss is not just like and I know that breaks the rules of just regular dudes like regular mm-hmm. dudes always respawn. Yeah. They don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, like you like and it just means that like every single there's like a mini boss that, you know, must have taken me 30 tries. Yeah. You know, um, and this is pretty early in the game. Like mm-hmm. typically since Dark Souls one, early Dark Souls or Soulsborne stuff. I know this isn't a Soulsborne, but mm-hmm. it is being discussed in the context of FromSoft games. From I'll just say FromSoft games. In uh FromSoft games, this early on, things don't typically take me 30 tries. Right, right. And this is just like a mini boss. Mm-hmm. And it's each try was methodically clearing out his surroundings. And I'm like, if I had done this the first time, it would have been super cool. Yeah. And I didn't, and it's really tedious you know um and there's another encounter that i don't want to spoil because it's actually pretty neat and it's very similar where it's like if you do this the first time super cool but every time after that like it's just less special because Mm -hmm. you know i get it yeah you know i get it you 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 put an instant death at the end of a thing that was really cool right or like something that can instantly kill you and if you just fuck up once it's the the tax is reckless with my patience yeah, in yeah. a way that is um, rough to to justify to yes. me. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think it probably bears saying, especially if people are listening to this and they think, "Oh gosh, we're in for another for another Dark Souls three season," because this is this is kind of the way we're talking about it right now at first blush. That absolutely like doesn't have to be the case. <laughs> like right now, you know, neither of us have gotten far enough into this. Neither of us, neither of us have gotten over that initial hump. So I, yeah. I I want to I want to caution people who may be jumping into a you know Gary hates Bloodborne narrative right now. Totally, totally. To, I'm very frustrated, which is real, and I'm yeah. not going to pretend I'm not frustrated. Yeah. But I haven't like there's still things I like I haven't made up my mind. Mm-hmm. And even then, like you know I don't know like there there's no for the show, and this has always been true. It's not like um you know I. All those things that I, I felt about Dark Souls three, I still feel about Dark Souls three. Mm-hmm. We're all true. You know, yeah. I can't like say stuff I don't don't think is true mm-hmm. about the game. So it's like I don't feel like the Dark Souls three season of the show is invalid, right? Because some people kvetched about it, you know, right? right. Like so it wasn't for everybody, which is fine. Like mm-hmm. if if I think that the people who want to hear this hopefully want to hear us, you know, our impressions and our our like critique like our, mm-hmm. our talk our analysis of of the game right right you know what it is yeah. so i don't know if it will necessarily be negative that is a real frustration right now i might hit a cruising altitude and the only reason why i'm not talking about the like the stages and those being very very cool so far is because i don't we're not talking about those specifics yet right but right. that for me is really where it sings so far and mm-hmm. i've been having like just a blast like moving through those yeah um you know exploring the crannies i love the grappling hook like i love the, <laughs> the verticality of it there's a lot of hidden stuff um, in the stages. It's that part is extremely fun to me. Yeah. And I, something I love about that, you know, so, so we talked about, yes, you can always go over. Yes, you can always go up. Uh, mm-hmm. the, 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 the incentive to actually go into those buildings and clear them out is so huge because consumables mm-hmm. matter like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I especially. Well, I mean, I found that the healing ones do for sure. I have not got a lot of use out of balloons and stuff. Have you started yeah. running into balloons? Yes. I mean, like those are um, like little temporary, temporary, like item buffs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've definitely read the descriptions. I just haven't seen like, can't imagine a situation in which I would mm-hmm. use them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, something that is, again, subverting my expectations and kind of messing with the way that I play these games is the way that uh, death is punished. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, no corpse runs. That is super weird, and it's yeah. making me look at this game and actually play it more conservatively than I otherwise would. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, in a regular Souls game, you can kind of be, you know, cavalier, right? Like, if, yeah. I, if I die, I at least know that I can get to the place where I died because I just did it. Here, though, it's gone. And there, you know, I know that there are ways to mitigate that. In the early going, though, I'm dying, I'm accumulating dragon rot, and I'm not getting that unseen help that, like, dampens it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. You know. Um, it Well, it's interesting, too, because the everything, so, like, as somebody who, uh, I've been talking about this online mm-hmm. a little bit, um, partly because I haven't been able to talk about it in general, right? Like, with you, like, I haven't been able, we haven't talked about it yet is that every single person who is like trying to advise my frustrations away yep. is saying, be more aggressive, like do less of what you're talking about. Right. Which is how I've been, you know, I've been doing, trying to be more aggressive with bosses, but also been trying, you know, I, I had the same experience where it's like the ability that the reason I can lose everything and the ability to kind of withdraw and take a, a different tact on things has meant more careful play. Mm-hmm. And more conservative play, but you're kind of like, according to them, you're not really supposed to Hmm. like, that's what they're. And to me, the game is encouraging that. Yeah. But they're saying, no, like the secret is don't do that. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I don't, I don't know what, you know, exactly what to believe Mm -hmm. with that. Like, but the, the no corpse runs things like the, the dragon rot thing is really interesting because that is like a weird bit of signaling to me. Um, so this is a base mechanic that comes up really early in the game, right? Right. Which is that, uh, you have a chance when you die, you have a chance of not losing anything. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you lose half and it's just gone. Um, the more you die, the less the chance that you'll get everything back is yes. Like it increases your, your dragon rot. Um, that is, you know, that's a real like poor get poor mechanic, like punishing you the more you die. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's something they haven't really done since demon souls, like mm-hmm. dark souls two does it, but you can, ember up pretty easily yeah yeah in that game um hasn't but they also it weirdly the things you lose are like points towards a level Mm -hmm. you know essentially like a skill point but once you get to that that threshold you don't lose those skill points right and then money which i have not found tons of use for yet so it's 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 simultaneously like it presents as mattering a lot Mm -hmm. and then has not mattered very much right in a way that's really kind of interesting and I don't like part of the, the remit of this game was to bring in like a new audience and bring in a wider audience. Like mm-hmm. it's a weird signaling thing, right? To be <laughs> yeah. like, Hey, the, this, we made this game hard as fuck. The more you die, the harder it gets. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and also there's a, there's a little story twist. This isn't just a mechanical thing that makes you yeah. feel awful for reaching this state. Yep, yep. Like I, yeah, feel, I, I wasn't think... sure if you had gotten there yet, yeah. depending on, you know, where, yeah, but that's a, there, there's a interesting thing about the the story that this this kind of hits so there's more with that Mm -hmm. you know that happens fairly soon like within the gulf between when you stopped playing and when i stopped playing Mm -hmm. there's more development with that um but that is pretty interesting yeah like as a thing i think that that's also a good segue to talk about like so my understanding and and again people obliquely hinted at this is that this is them holding their cards kind of close to the vest Mm -hmm. FromSoft has never before this game i feel like ever made a game that is this much of a straight putt initially. Oh yeah. <laughs> like this is the, the way this presents when you first start before there was any hinting that anything is weird uh-huh. is so fucking bland. <laughs> like I don't like when I talked about how we have to figure out how we're going to cover it. Do you feel like the stages and enemies have like a really strong identity in this game? Or do you feel like, hey, it's snow-covered pagodas and samurai dudes? I mean, because it definitely feels like the second to me. It, de- it feels like the second, but I just, I, I, I know that there's gonna be, there's gonna be a twist. I know it's gonna get weird and mythological. Like, right? And, oh, there's, there's tons of hints of that, like yeah, early on too, yeah. that are, but like in terms of like breaking it up for um, bonfire side chat, right? Right. Like if we just did like the first two stages, other than the bosses, how would they be different? <laughs> you know as far as like talking about them because there's not like the the levels are much more playgroundy like mm-hmm. being able to take it from multiple angles means that there is less of a like oh i see what this is trying to teach you yes you know like the enemy it's much more like kind of sim like 
Yeah. Like the enemies all kind of work in a way and you work in this way where you can approach them from different angles and the way you attack them will change mm-hmm. depending on things. It's not like um, Undead Berg where it's like, here's two enemies standing with one enemy covering with range. Another yeah. enemy jumps out from behind a bookshelf. Like yeah. Every- that felt like, oh, this is an encounter. Yeah. Everything is on a track, right? And you're going yeah. to, you're going to hit it. Like there are ways that you can angle for advantage, but you're still going to hit these in roughly, roughly a similar order. And, and sometimes there's not a way to angle it. For right. Advantage. You know, right. like undead Berg specifically or forest of fallen giants, both, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or, or the undead city or whatever the dark souls three one is called yeah. the non-canonical one. Um, they, uh, um, they, they, uh, those are really designed not to, you Mm -hmm. know, like not to have that many multiple angles of of approach. Like later they open up, but when you first start, it's like, Hey, this is what we're trying to teach you. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting that from Sekiro very much. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think it would be about almost like talking about arenas instead of going encounter by encounter. Right. Yeah. It's very, you know, and just, I'm just thinking about like, okay, that first area that you're in, you know, what is there that differentiates it? Like there's a lot less, at least initially. And again, I have faith that this gets crazier. So like no one at me about this, Yeah. but what is there to like visually distinguish this? Like mm-hmm. you kind of go through two different zones initially and I've put in, like I really kind of poop socked it yesterday. Like I played a lot. Yeah. So that big chunk, it's like, I go through a, an area where it's at night and I go through an area where it's at day, but both of which are, snow covered pagodas yes pretty you know and 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 just kind of houses and walls mm-hmm. um no real landmarks to speak of with a couple of exceptions you know it doesn't the levels i'm sure there's like i'm not saying that there isn't good design happening mm-hmm. in there i'm saying that it, it will be very talk, hard to talk to as far as like an identity or flavor right right you know and that's going to be really like challenging i think until that opens up and gets a little bit weirder yeah the structure of the show around mm-hmm yeah, because as it as it stands, it feels extremely genre, like even more genre than than Bloodborne did. Very genre, you yeah. know, and just very, um, you know, Bloodborne, like had like that initial setup, like the initial story of Bloodborne. They're both mm-hmm. like genre mm-hmm. staples, like uh, you know the 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 disgraced, you know, uh, the yeah, so, the, you know, the disgr- disgraced warder, guardian, yeah, guardian, like you know, looking for his ward the um kind of werewolf you know story are both very like stock standard things mm-hmm. but like if i think about um old yarnum and like the streets of yarnum yeah they both have like a, a stronger visual identity they have a wider enemy or a different enemy palette mm-hmm. you know there are more bespoke encounters like if i think about old yarnum it's like oh here's the gatling gun yeah. here's the church with the crucifix happening in it and there just aren't that many like Hey, this is a weird, cool encounter, or this is a weird piece of statuary. Here's a weird landmark mm-hmm. that just isn't happening in Sekiro for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe it happens later, but with it, with one exception, which people are probably know what I'm talking about that happens in the early game. Um, there isn't that identity, mm-hmm. like what differentiates an enemy other than what weapon they're using. And sometimes not even that. Right. Right. You know, so, I mean, very so hard like, to talk to them. even down to the black Knights. Like a lot of the times you're fighting just a, a general. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, he might have like this general uses lots of sweeping attacks. Mm-hmm. Like that's really all there kind of is to it. Like it is much, it's going to be a real challenge. And the challenge is not, this is not a fault of the game. This is a challenge. This is a challenge for us to adapt something that is not again, not a souls like, mm-hmm. like I, and one something I associate with like dark souls is like interesting architecture and really, really flavorful enemy types. Yeah. And uh, I believe that it'll get more flavorful, mm-hmm. but as it is, like, I almost think we just have to kind of like, chat about the systems mm-hmm. and then bosses yeah. you know and just be like go through some stages on the way to get there yeah you know here are the enemies that you fight the ones that are noteworthy um i love those giant roosters <laughs> they're so good they're man-sized cock I, I love uh giant giant size man cock like the uh, <laughs> the like it is uh those are those are really phenomenal yeah. but it's just and there are a couple of like special enemies but it is just really mm-hmm. rare yeah and at this point i'm I, i'm uh i feel a similar concern you know specifically around the narrative right i was surprised at how at how endearing they made the boy who got mm-hmm. who got who got took the boy what got took 
Um, mm-hmm. But like specifically with the areas and things like that, I, I, right now I have a little bit of faith that at the level of Zoom, we're, we're probably going to hit when we outline these stages. I think that the mechanical nuances of those and maybe even some of the details of, you know, of what's happening in those camps um, is possibly going to open up. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. at, at that level of scrutiny, right? So, like, at this moment, I'm not terribly worried about it, but I also see the danger that you're spotting. I'm just, I think that it will open up to different biomes. Yeah. That's my hope. That is the, uh, that's been kind of the the hint. Mm-hmm. You know, when people, when I've been like, yeah, this doesn't have a mechanical identity, like a couple of people, I'm like, no, from plays their cards close to their vest. Mm-hmm. It's a lot bigger than it seems. It opens up, like, just wait a little yeah. bit. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay. But it is very, I've never seen them put, like hide their light under this much bushel. Right. Because I, it was a full day of play. Like I probably, I played a little bit today. Like I'm probably like 10 hours in or something. Like I played a lot right. uh, yesterday. It's all I did pretty much. And the, um, I've just never seen the straight of a putt Yeah, from, from at least initially, like yeah. it is, it is a weird kind of risk. And there's been, um, there's like a article that went around, like at some point they made the distinct decision not to make this a 10 shoe game. Mm-hmm. You know, like at some point they're like, we, you know, we could have got that license, but Tenchu, the initial game was made by a different studio. We don't want to be beholden to their lower and kind of canon. Mm-hmm. So we'll make this our own thing. But you can see them kind of like a little bit of that restraint maybe coming in these early areas, yeah. which could straight up be a Tenchu game. Yes. You know, to me. And yeah. maybe that's literally what it is. It's like the <laughs> earliest areas in the game or the earliest ones designed mm-hmm. when it was a more straight laced plot. And then it becomes crazier yeah something else is going to be a little bit different for us is i'm I'm gonna say this and the sentence has has two meanings and i'll explain that it has more direct storytelling Mm -hmm. so meaning one it has more direct storytelling like they're just instances of some like just hearing people say what is going on here's the story right yeah Yeah. is right there um and when they do it it is more direct (laughs) <laughs> like there are yeah. cutscenes, there is dialogue as you're like walking through walking through areas with folks the eavesdropping i think is yeah, a yeah. really cool system like i was like oh that's a really neat way for them to for them to do it's this great. yeah uh it is just it at this point again in the early hours first blush uh it feels like it is not going to be as elliptical minus again that second weird area that is disconnected from the rest of it in a even, way that even, makes me feel yeah yeah even even that though like that's going to tie together with where we're at that doesn't seem that weird yeah. at least in the early going you know like right. it, it feels like we could summarize for where we're at in the game we could very easily summarize the plot of Sekiro, mm-hmm. and we're there aren't isn't a lot of like future casting in it. So like something that has always happened in from games are like references to things that come later. Yeah. Um, you hear about Gwyn like immediately. Mm-hmm. You hear about like almost everything. Like mm-hmm. the opening cutscene of Dark Souls is here's all these things that ha- are ahead of you. Yeah. Sekiro has not really had that. It's much more like cinematic mm-hmm. and less kind of laying out a mission statement. And you're not finding items that reference like mysterious characters and places. Right. The same way. Like it. I, I agree. Like it doesn't feel like at least here like and this might change it doesn't feel like there are tons of dots that connect mm-hmm. um you know and again like i'll point everybody towards the title of this episode like this is first impression so yes. like yeah. one of the things i am sensitive about uh with the season a little bit because you know it can be a frustration um is just that kind of like uh you know taking this as anything other than like impression and then also you know, we, we talked about this. We talk about this on other shows and stuff like the use a kukri thing like in yeah. Dark Souls three season is like, man, Nameless King is a real bummer. There are too <laughs> many phases like it or, you know, there's two phases. The first phase is just an Estes tax. Second phase has too many moves to memorize, like and is too does too much damage when he hurts you. That's really annoying. And people just being like, well, you just use a kukri <laughs> like just like for people listening. It doesn't feel good when somebody is frustrated by something to just tell them, well, just do this. You know, it, it, there's like an implied idiot. At yeah. the end of that, whether you mean it to be or not, like, uh-huh. just do this. Like, it's not hard. Right. And and that's, I can't believe you know, you're having trouble with this. I can't believe. Yeah, it's but, right it's there. Very, it's right there in your inventory. It's a very frustrating, like, feeling, you know, and then it doesn't really address the criticism because if the, you know. It's up to the game to signal, like, if it's if it's a puzzle, if there's supposed to be a strategy, like it's the game's kind of job to signal some of that, mm-hmm. you know, in, in just using that Nameless King example, I have at that point in dark souls three, maybe 10 things I could throw at an enemy. Am I just supposed to go through and try all of them? You know, until I find one that works when that has not been a thing for any boss fight, like, Mm -hmm. 
yes, when you run up against a wall, you try new things in Dark Souls, but usually it's not quite that, um, you know, quite, quite, quite that like inventory based. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, look at the, the this, this is a first impressions thing, like honest first impressions. It doesn't mean it won't change. It doesn't mean that we have perfect knowledge of what comes later. I also like when I say like, man, these bosses are really frustrating to me. Like, it's not useful to just be like, well, it's really easy if you just do this one weird trick. <laughs> right. You know, I didn't find that trick, obviously. Yeah, and yeah. knowing that weird trick now doesn't erase the 30 times I tried to, you know, methodically clear the ads around fuckboy McShit. <laughs> like this, this guy who I hate, my least favorite like encounter in the game so far. Um, you know, it's just like that frustration's already there. So yeah, yeah, it's not helpful to try to erase it with like you know a tip, a yeah, pro tip. You know, you and, know? And, and and you know to go a little bit more into I guess basically coaching people how to interact with us online. And the, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess like yeah, that's not really what I mean. It's right, just like right. I would encourage people to like you know. I guess like have a little bit of sympathy and just realize like in case you don't know, like if you don't care that it's frustrating to, mm -hmm. to hear that kind of thing, that's a choice you can make. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know that it's frustrating, yeah, yeah, how would you know unless somebody told you? Yeah. So it you is <laughs> part, part of, part of getting that kind of thing is um, it's a little bit like, okay, I understand maybe they're trying to help, but there's mm -hmm. a, there's a reading of that. And there is also a possibility. And we've, we, we've seen this where it's like, oh, your criticism is invalid because of this corner case that yeah. you just didn't explore. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is, I'm anticipating with this, it being another thing where, um, that line between like, you know, we talked about this, we did, um, for people who don't only listen to the show, don't listen to watch out for fireballs. We started doing dispatch episodes. The first one we did, um, each one has kind of a broader subject. We talked about difficulty. And one of the things we talk about a lot on the show is that like there being a solution for something doesn't automatically imply fair difficulty. Right. Like there are different axes, mm -hmm. you know, something can be like poorly signaled or too harsh and still have a solution. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one of the things I keep finding in Sekiro is that like bosses and mini bosses oftentimes will do 50% or more health on a hit. No. And it's like, okay, like, does it mean that, it's impossible to get past that. Not at all. Like, you know, I, a lot of them I got past. Mm -hmm. It just meant that there was more friction and kind of frivolity with my patients done on my way to get there Yeah, because it was harder, you know, all video games. Like I always frame this in terms of FromSoft, but really it's just true of video games like work best on a small iterative loop. Mm -hmm. um, if I face a challenge um, and I fuck up, I know how I fucked up um, often. Like that's one of the, the game's jobs. Yeah. is to make it so you know how you fucked up mm -hmm. uh, and you get to try something new. And the longer you make that loop, the longer you make that wait uh, between when you can try something new, mm -hmm. um, the worse off you are. Yes, both the worse it feels and the, yep. the like just the, the longer it is going to take because, you know, by the time you reach the useful part of the iteration, you've either forgotten or you're going to fall back into old habits because you have you know, dulled on the way and yes, or it's hit up a to you. Spot of bad luck. Yes. Yeah. You know, on the way, or you just, you literally, it's just draining your patience reserves or your mm -hmm. literal in-game resources. Right. So yeah. like, you know, if a game has uh like this one where they have those, those mini bosses, like there's a mini boss I was trying to learn. I had a really hard time. I don't expect people online had a really hard time with this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had a very hard time with them and I had to clear his ads because if I just tried to fight him, they would come up and backstab me while I was trying to fight. Yeah. So every single time I had to go and clear those ads, um, sometimes, you know, during that time, I would have bad luck and fuck up and have to use like an Estes, mm -hmm. you know, um, so it's draining my resources. It's also just draining my patience. And then that mini boss itself had multiple attacks that would do more than 50 percent of my health. So it becomes a like two mistake yeah. fight, you know, one you one grace mistake two with the resurrect system. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, which you don't always want to do because of reasons, you know. We, we, we'll talk about we'll enumerate in the next episode so like by making that boss do that much damage that iterative loop gets that much stronger like instead of getting an attack and being like in that same fight being like okay now i know what to avoid <laughs> i get hit one more time it is the boss run up the boss clear out the duel i'm like there's so much time between my iterations yeah and when we talk about something being poorly balanced for difficulty, like that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. It doesn't mean we're not saying, hey, this is impossible. Mm -hmm. Like it might feel impossible. Or we might be like, man, this is fucking impossible. It's we know it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. It's just 
that not being super well tuned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it wouldn't like I'm pretty early in the game. Like these mm -hmm. mini bosses don't need to be doing, you know, 50 percent of my health. Right. I feel like like you could just kind of step off that a little bit and it wouldn't hurt the game. You know, mm -hmm. so that's yeah. what kind of what we're talking about. And and and. You know, you, you said like coaching people for how to respond. That's not really what what I'm intending. I'm just kind of trying to explain an idea that I anticipate coming up. Yes. Like during the season. And so we just don't have to go through this whole rigmarole every time it comes up. Like mm -hmm. this is what when I say something is like poorly balanced, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying that you had a hard time with it. I'm saying like maybe this wasn't tuned perfectly. Right. Like, you know, and games do this all the time. Like games adjust this shit. We, we recorded an episode on Dead Cells as well. And they put out patches to like detune this shit. They're like, yeah, man, people hate fighting this M boss. Like we <laughs> fucked up. We're going to detune it. Like right. FromSoft, you know, is not faultless. Like they are not perfect. And every single time they shoot an arrow, it doesn't mean that you need to draw a bullseye around what they hit. Right. You know, um, it's possible for them to be like, or just, you know, or for me to think that they didn't tune something right without it being either me, uh, you know, us like being wrong about it mm -hmm. or uh, just not knowing the weird trick. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, so we're going to run into that in my experience, at least so far, um, the bonfire placement has been pretty generous. Actually, it's actually really great. Yeah. Like, yeah, better. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very generous, which I love. Um, there's only a couple of boss runups mm -hmm. that I found that have been obnoxious. Most of them are pretty good, mm -hmm. um, which is good. The one, the, the one that I keep talking about, um, is the one that has the bad boss run up. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, most of them have been really, really good, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and there's, again, I can't wait to kind of talk about, you know, that time in the stages, which is really, really positive. I know I, I'm coming off as extremely negative about this game, <laughs> but like exploration and, and dude, regular dude combat is really fun. Yes. And I, and I kind of love it. Mm -hmm. I just wish that I love the boss fights a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I love getting new Shinobi tools. Yeah. Like that is That's, like, I, I get one of those and it's like Christmas morning. Like I can't get yeah. back to the, get back to the sculptor fast enough. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, and they're useful and stuff. Like mm -hmm. I wish that the, the resources for them just refilled. Yes. Without it being a, you know, a consumable. Without, like, or, without it being a blood vial. Without it being a blood vial. Like you have not learned from blood vials. It's a lot better <laughs> because you need them less than blood vials, but right, right. it's still like, it wouldn't have hurt to make those just refill. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the tools themselves are really interesting and useful mm -hmm. um, and nothing obviates anything yet. Right. Um, I found one, there's one tool that is very much a lock and key. Like this is the tool you use for this thing. Right. Right. You know, and that's a little bit disappointing, but most of them have been pretty versatile. Mm -hmm. Tons of flavor so. to them too. I, yeah, I just, yeah. I like, I, I haven't found a lot of use for it, but even just the one that throws the firecrackers, Mm -hmm. like i just i love that thing <laughs> yeah there's there's a very uh specific use for that yeah and uh, i'm glad you found that before you found the use for it okay because i didn't and it was frustrating yeah well, but that I, was I, my I... fault for not exploring well enough because <laughs> that merchant's kind of hidden so yeah oh, oh yeah he, he absolutely is and also it's pretty expensive i just i you know based on an eavesdrop that you get um in front of in front of the guy uh the the, the mini boss that i'm fighting right now i thought that that was the key uh, mm -hmm. to uh to to take him down and it's effective on him a little bit but it is not yeah. necessarily the, the, the thing that they were talking about so i saved the money and go, went and got it yeah yeah it, it, it's weird that that's the hint to be that, that that merchant is before that boss because there's definitely a boss later that it's very definitively yeah the hint for mm -hmm. and then that hint i don't think is handled super well the hint before the next the the, the boss that i think that that item is actually useful for yeah so yeah it's, it, it's interesting like all that stuff is not necessarily perfect mm -hmm. um some of it is very cool though yeah the um yeah and just the fact that i missed that merchant feels really good it makes mm -hmm. me think like what else have i missed oh yeah which is a good feeling actually like i want to go back through these areas with a sense of mastery and increased power mm -hmm. where the mobs you know uh pose no threat and i can just kind of explore yeah and that's uh that's on my to-do docket yes uh, and i'm very excited to do it the npcs like, are really good and numerous yeah. as well like they've got their own little stories they've got their own little personalities to them mm -hmm. um yeah yeah it's uh it's a uh, it's interesting it defaults to japanese voice acting and so far that's like i was a little skeptical of that just because i didn't want to read during boss fights mm -hmm. like not because i thought the voice acting would be bad but because i was like oh like bosses tend to talk you yeah. know in these games can i handle that 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I've actually, I'm really happy that I stuck with it because it's adding to the kind of immersion and the flavor. Yeah. And then also the voice acting is really good. Yeah. So. Um, I switched it over to English because I'm listening for, um, audio clips that we want to, might want to use at the beginning of episodes. Yeah. That's smart. Um, but um, the, uh, but even the English voice acting is pretty good. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot that I really love about it. No. It's, it's just, uh, the, the thing that I keep thinking about is that like, I'm on, you know, the third mini boss in the game and I'm pulling my hair out. Like, what is the <laughs> ONS for this game going to be like? Yeah. You know, like that's the thing. That's the, the anticipation and the anxiety I have. Yeah. And it's also dovetails into the anxiety I had about this game in general after the ring city. Right. You know, of just being like, Oh, this is from now. The, 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 it, the ring city. And then also the chatter of the coming from, from about how yes. this is going to be our most brutal thing yet, et cetera. It, it did not inspire confidence. And it is so far, at least for where I'm at in the game, their most brutal thing yet. Right. Which is, you know, a little bit disheartening. But again, like everyone just saying, like, no, you reach a cruising altitude. Like, mm-hmm. it just has a really weird difficulty curve. Yeah. That that, um, that dread is there. And it's a little bit hard to have faith. Not impossible. A little bit hard to have faith. Additionally, because there's not a direct way that I can see that you that you increase your avatar strength very much. That's a thing, too. Yeah, it's the fact that it's not really an RPG mm-hmm. um, is really, really and cutting out multiplayer, right? Yeah, yeah. So like I've definitely run into bosses so far that like, oh, fuck, I would have summoned for this. <laughs> right. You know, like um, and I get why there's there's not that like. I understand that this is supposed to be a much more like kind of crafted, it feels like experience. Like, yeah. and I'm glad that there isn't the balance for multiplayer mm-hmm. that the game did. I'm glad that like you don't, oh, they're gonna they're gonna buff the shuriken launcher <laughs> right. or you know, you know, and debuff the 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 flame launcher. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because it's too good in PvP. Like that would be annoying right. too. But at the same time, like all these tools for kind of mitigating challenge and setting your own challenge are gone. Mm-hmm from the game like now it feels like it is find that weird trick right if you can find the one you can find the kukri you can get through the game you know and the kukri has been a different thing for every boss i fought so far Mm -hmm. um in a way that has not to me has not been super well hinted right you know um and i would have probably rather had those tools for setting my own difficulty Mm -hmm. like that's something that i love in video games in general and when from puts their mind to it. They're like the best in the business at that. Yes. Um, when they decide that's not a value or that they have a very bespoke experience they want to give you. Yeah. Um, it's a lot, a lot trickier. Yeah. I think. And again, to kind of plant our flag here, we may be like just before one of those mechanics avails itself. Like there could be like somebody who shows up back at the dilapidated temple and says, yo, I'm here to help you select your difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or I'm here to help you with avatar strength. Yes. You know, as is, there's a thing that's very similar to heart pieces, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, in Zelda, Yeah, which is cool. Like, it does make a big difference when you get one of those, but it's, a, you know, it's, it's cold comfort when you have three of them and you are just, like, beating your head against the boss <laughs> to get the fourth one. Right, like, right. I definitely at multiple times in this felt like, and this may not be true, but felt like, oh, I have actually pushed up against every seam except for these two. You know, I just time to beat my head against this, like. You know, Will Will Hughes, um, everything to Guppy and Buddy uh, and Friend Fame, mm-hmm. um, like wrote a thing about it, and he's like called it. It's like yeah, that that old FromSoft 80th times a charm, I guess. <laughs> like that, and like I've definitely been feeling that 80th times a charm yeah. thing, um, as opposed to thinking, oh, like if I can go like get a couple levels, or if I can just try this piece of equipment, I can level up to, or I guess I'll summon Solaire or anything like that. Like there just have not felt like there are a lot of different options. Mm-hmm when I've gotten stuck in those situations and I do kind of miss that. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but there might be, there might be some stuff. Yep. So I'm hoping that that, uh, that comes up. And at the very least, I'm hoping really, really looking forward to the game opening up and getting weirder and maybe longer stages, um, a little bit more stage time, a little bit less mini boss time. Um, I would be extremely into. Yeah. And I like, I want to so, see, I want to see what they do when it's not a big area full of buildings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too. Like, like I really want, some levels that are not snowy pagodas. How will this game work inside? Like, I'm really curious to see that. Yeah, there's, a, I've been a couple of things that are similar or, or at least partially inside mm-hmm. later. And it's cool. Yeah. You know, it, it works pretty well. The camera is actually really great. Like technically, like visually it's, it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah, like yeah. it looks great. Like, um, looks great, great runs, great. 
Um, sounds really great. good in the hand. Um, sounds real good. Yeah, like the 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 the, um, the sound cues, like when you get a parry and stuff, like the the design on just the Japanese percussion that they do to kind of underline that. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it just it adds to the to, to the feeling. Additionally, like interface stuff, like you know the way that they signal that something will be a death blow. Um, yeah. by just having your target dot turn into a big red uh glowing kind of point i think that is really clever in mm-hmm. terms of in terms of helping signal that um yeah there's just all kinds of like really nice little design touches that you I- can see um like bonfires and stuff from a distance they yeah. give them a little icon and you can also see npcs from a distance mm-hmm. like you don't have to do that like should i kill this person <laughs> right. dance um you know because they realize npcs are hanging out in areas with their enemies mm-hmm. so they just give them a little talk icon from like a distance and it's mm-hmm. like okay like it like you'd think that those things would kind of ruin some of that mystique but that's actually really suits the game better yeah um because there there's gonna be a greater emphasis on these npcs like some of the npcs that you run out into the wild i can't imagine completing the game if you could kill them mm-hmm. i don't know if you actually can but just letting you know hey this guy's not an enemy yeah yeah kind of right away is is really phenomenal yeah and you know little things like that are kind of the uh you know the the, the green m&m or lack thereof in the bowl backstage right mm-hmm. you know we're like okay it is shown that they've kind of gone line by line by line down some of these assumptions and you know throughout the old ones they they if they didn't serve the kind of game that they were that they wanted to make right yeah so you know it it shows that they are at least thinking about this and you know being willing to make this not just something that is in the old vein some some of it like yeah. some some it's it, when when i notice those things it's making it slightly more frustrating the things where i feel like they haven't yes you know where it does still feel like it's kind of stuck in a Soulsborn mode, even though they've kind of done a totally different game. Yeah, I just want to shatter it. Where should my expectations be? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a, a feeling of that. Like it is, it is like a new thing. It does yeah. feel like a, a totally new thing. And I think that rather, I'm skeptical of the idea that I am going to like, oh, like I, you know, my my avatar skill is better, so now I will think this thing that happened before will be better signaled, or like, oh, now that I'm good at this avatar skill. Um, I will think it's good that I have to clear this mob before fighting this mini boss. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm always going to hate that. I don't think that just works for me. Mm-hmm. What I do think might happen though, is that my expectations might shift in a general sense around the game. Mm-hmm. Like as the season goes on, I will stop feeling a need to compare it to souls mm-hmm. and then it will be, and that will be favorable yeah. for it. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, just like looking at, you know, the church, the trajectory of the studio and especially people's expectations, you know, when mm-hmm. they, when they announced this and when they, um, you know, did that teaser, the last thing in the world that I wanted it to be was bloodborne too. Right. Yeah. You know, and yep. you know, I don't really want from to go back into a Western medieval flavor thing again, because it is going to have so much baggage attached, attached to it. I'm happy that they swerved in this new direction. I think. Yeah. I, I'm still I'm still kind of thinking about it like yeah. with that. Like I, I, I understand that and agree a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Um I am uh I haven't reached one, a conclusion. Like, That's just how I feel right now. Yeah. One <laughs> one I, I would still like, you know, murder for Kingsfield five. Right. Like I you know, I I still would like them to do, you know, a Western. Like I want a good uh good Skyrim. Give mm-hmm. me a first person game with good combat, period, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good melee combat. And I would love to see them do that. But two, like at least initially when there's no swerves to this. Mm-hmm this setting feels appreciably lesser than anything they've done to me. Like right. the straight putt early onness of it. Yeah. Again, I recognize that might get weird. I have been, you know, the NPCs have been good and the, the combat has been good. A lot of that stuff has been interesting and well voice acted. Mm-hmm. The actual story and plot has been very boring to me so far. Yeah. Um, and that has never happened before in, in a FromSoft game mm-hmm. at this point, even when the game has not lit on, it's like, it's true colors. There have always been like kind of tantalizing hints. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there are not enough hints for this. And the part of that is a function of just how they're presenting it. But part of it, I do think is the setting and how, um, genre it feels, yeah. you know, it just does, does feel like a, you know, disgraced warrior kind of samurai story, you mm-hmm. know, doesn't feel that appreciably different than Neo. It's a little bit less like who's who in the, you know, uh, Nobunaga's ambition, mm-hmm. like the, the Neo did, but at the same time, like, there's really nothing to grab onto. Yeah, yeah. At least early on. So like that was a ballsy move. I'm really curious about what the, you know, divine blood thing is. Like those those little touches that feel like 
through lines from from the earlier you know from from the like earlier souls. efforts yeah from like from yeah, souls like, like divine blood like it being a thing that gives you this kind of curse and stuff doesn't feel that different than like mm-hmm. soul stuff you know yeah um that stuff is is interesting and um you know, it does feel like a little bit of a different twist on it. Mm-hmm. It'd be really interesting just in a meta way to see what like body does with this game. Yep. <clears throat> because, you know, the same way that I think that we will have to compress like going area by area from this, the first two episodes would seem the same to me. Right. Yeah. I think that going through and kind of tackling the lore of it, it's going to produce a lot less, like a lot fewer, like prepare to cries, a lot fewer, like lore videos as well, because mm-hmm. it is more direct and more of a straight shot. And again, this could be the most foolish thing I ever said in my life. As immediately it opens up and it's like you're in the Matrix or it's all a techno simulation. Right. Or, you know, it actually you walk into Yarnum, you know, or any, any like weird fucking things that can happen. You, 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 run, you run into Shiva of the East and like, boom, yeah. guess what? Yeah. You just, you just stand Orlando again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just like, you know. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> you did it. It's like that Todd Howard meme like yeah. screen I, goes black and you wake up in the wagon if they actually like added sigmire to this so they do that thing uh-huh. i would turn around on that whole thing because i i hated uh sigurd um but the uh you know you, you you do it a third time maybe like you know what you got me this is like that austin powers joke where he, he has to pee and he, he first starts peeing and he pees for a while and it's not funny yeah but then he pees for a really long while and it kind of becomes funny again yep be like that yeah you know and and all of this is part of the it's part of the fun of doing a first impressions kind of thing right because people who know where this goes people who have main mainlined it more than us you know they're pulling their hair out like oh god if only you knew like (laughs) part of the fun of this is saying some absolute wrong shit and having it on the record so including some of those complaints like i am willing to open again i don't think it's ever going to be good that you have to clear the ads Mm -hmm. but i think that it will maybe cease to be as big a deal yeah i'm just feeling some frustration Mm -hmm. um one thing that we should say just before we sign off to you is that like because even though i mainlined it a lot yesterday um, i'm about to go on a vacation and stuff so like this is going to be something we play at a more leisurely pace rather than try to rush through mm-hmm. like we did previously so we don't have the season like and because we're we're not doing guests on every episode we don't have uh the season planned out the same way right we would previously like we're going to kind of figure that out we'll announce um on, on kind of on the on the slack or on the patreon what we're going to cover mm-hmm. um in advance and, and even just in the title of the episode you know if you're playing along but you'll probably play faster than we will yes um if you're playing you'll probably be caught up mm-hmm. and we're just going to kind of take it as it makes sense yeah it is going to be a little bit less structured than previous seasons um the one thing i mean we can say based on the length of this and having touched it is it will be like a season mm-hmm. it's not going to be like we do two episodes on sekiro right um or four episodes on sekiro like it, i think it'll be a few months right that will be in sekiro land Mm-hmm. um it is apparently like a pretty long game like i saw some reference to like hour 50 yes of it so mm-hmm. yeah so I, I think we can say with relative certainty that the first episode in about two weeks or so is going to be the about the kind of the general mechanics you know what's what's what will you recognize what is different yep. that makes this special and then the, the tutorial area and kind of yep. the, the the opening stuff um and, and then, then we're going to be off that, to the races yeah one one to three opening zones yes We'll, we'll be in that uh that first area so mm-hmm. yeah. the, uh, so yeah. um just, just in case anybody's worried less structure does not mean less rigor yes yeah not necessarily less rigor and not even necessarily less content mm-hmm. you know like we'll see we don't know how how long this this game is yeah yet. um if you're listening to this on the public feed mm-hmm. um thanks Thank for, you. for checking this out um we have moved uh bonfire side chat over to our patreon we talked about the last episode that was in this feed mm-hmm. we talked about the reason why we don't have to relitigate that nope. um but if you do want to join us for the season um, episodes will come out every two weeks and uh, the way you get those is at five dollars uh, at patreon.com slash duck tv it's a buck 25 a week mm-hmm. um those stay up on there so let's say five dollars a month is is unaffordable like we're not here to tell you what five dollars is worth to you mm-hmm. but if you put aside you know um if you do that once you'll get the back episode so if you right. wait two months or you wait until the season's over throw us five bucks all those episodes will be there for you yep they're not going anywhere yeah we built we built that in uh, yep. We expect people to, to do that. Consider it like um, for people who read comics, it's like trade waiting. Exactly. You can yeah. wait for the trade yep. with, uh, with Bonfire Side Chat if you'd like. Um, it won't hurt our feelings. Yep. Um, for people who are already on the patron, Patreon, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, and if you uh, if you do join for Bonfire Side Chat, also we should point out 
you get tons of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that our generosity is frankly irresponsible <laughs> when it comes to uh, stuff we put at both the $5 and $10 level of Patreon. So right. yeah. we put a lot of bonus content. Um, you know, we were really, you know, it was a, a difficult decision to, um, to put more stuff behind the paywall and restructure the Patreon. And we really want people who decide to support us to feel good about it. Yeah. And like they're getting their money's worth. Yeah. So like uh, if you have listened and, you know, been around since say the Bloodborne days on this show, you may remember the episodes we did about Lovecraft stuff um, yep. in relation to that. Well, at $5, you also get our monthly show unfilmable about different screen adaptations of Lovecraft or Lovecraftian material. Yep. yep. Um, you know, so if you do come over from Bonfireside Chat, please check out what else we have on offer. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's just like watch out for fireballs and, and abject suffering in our regular shows. Yeah. Or you can just watch listen to Bonfireside Chat. Yeah. We're not here to tell you what to do with your ears. Yeah. You know, so wash them. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, just that's more Kiddo. of a comfort thing for you, you yeah. know. Yeah. And for anybody who might be kissing your ears, man. <laughs> cool. I guess I guess it happens. I, yeah. I, I was, you know, I, I wasn't imagining like a nibble kind of thing. I was imagining more like oralingus. Yeah, like like Mr. Quim Mr. Quimper like comes up and just you know, <laughs> lets out his weird serpentine, unnatural tongue. Right? Like, that's what you're thinking of. Like, <laughs> it's just that Gene Simmons. <laughs> or Gene Simmons, your lobotomy. Like, <laughs> My my beliefs are repugnant. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my love gun. We're Gene Simmons here in lobotomy. One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gross. So come for the gross goofs. Yep. And uh, to get mildly frustrated with us for having a hard time with bosses and uh, on bonfire side chat. <laughs> we're, um, we're back, baby. We're back, baby. Umbasa. Umbasa. And we all pray that we will have far more soon.